Welcome to the morning edition of IT Radio. My name is Andres Barona, and today we're going to share with you an interview with two special guests. At my right, we have Jose Paulo Arantes, and at my left, Andres Gutierrez. They're going to share their experiences in online courses and how they have improved the knowledge in people regarding to IT management. Hello, Andres, and everyone listening to the podcast. I'm pleased to be here as an invited student and as a has already approved a lot of courses, especially from Cisco and IBM. Good morning, Andres and people. I hope everyone is having an amazing day. It's a pleasure to be here as an agent of Coursera Online Courses. The pleasure is mine, and I know many people in the audience and myself will learn a lot from your experience. Nothing to add, I shall proceed. Okay, go ahead. Nice. Let's start with Andres. As you said before, since you have been taking online courses, could you tell us which courses you have approved? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so in the past years, I've taken courses from cybersecurity and project management to internet things and big data. Honestly, they have improved a lot of my experience and knowledge in terms of IT management. And since I'm trying to major in that area, it's a big plus to my curriculum with the... Oh, that's captivating. It's easy to perceive that you're a really diligent and disciplined student. But now, Jose, what do you reckon about these online courses as a professional perspective? It's very interesting because all courses mentioned are in high demand of a lot of platforms and the companies are scouting people with this kind of skills and knowledge. You're right. Nowadays, we have a lot of examples of these companies that have specific scouting programs, such as IBM, Google, Intel, and Microsoft. Now, Andres, how have they improved your experience as an individual and a student? Well, as a student, they have improved my technical vocabulary in IT management, I got plenty of certificates that I can show in my curriculum vitae and LinkedIn. And on the other hand, as an individual, I'll become not only a better student, but also disciplined, organized, and proactive one. That's nice. People like you show me that the new generations are going to build a totally distant world as the one we know right now. So the same question goes for Jose. Please tell us your experience as an individual and professional. As a professional, I have to keep updating my knowledge with the new tendencies to continue creating new courses for all interested students as Andres. As an individual, I have been happier because my job allows me to have more free time. Interesting, Jose. It's good to know both perspectives. Okay, now that we know of your personal experience, we want to know how was the process throughout your courses such as syllabus, assessments, methodology, and so on. Please explain us a little bit from your part, Andres. All right, um, from most of the courses that I took, there were pre-recorded classes, so you could schedule your time and activities to do. So that's really a big plus that offers Cisco and IBM, for example. Also, uh, regarding the syllabus and all the assessments there were, you had a deadline to be aware of because you had to finish them in a limited time. Additionally, 
They offered you the opportunity to ask questions to your online teacher and classmates in real time chat. So it was more dynamic to all of us. It was a great experience to be honest. Oh, it's great. It's good to know that they are. It seems that the Cisco and IBM online courses are flexible for a lot of different student schedules. Let's move on with hosting. How does a professional see this process? It's a very complex process to plan, basically because you have to consider a lot of situations and issues, like a sponsor, course planning, and search for a parent's aid, and finally, it's consumed time. I see. It must be thought. Let's continue with one of the most frequent questions of the audience. Jose, could you please share with us some advice for the people who want to start with e-learning? First, you need to confirm the technical requirement before starting the course. Then, plan your time and ask all your questions to the teacher and persist. Really interesting. People, you must listen carefully to the words of such a man. Jose is one of the most experienced teachers from Costa Rica. And as well, we have a great teacher here. We also have an exemplary student. So please share your advice with the audience, Andres. <laughs> Thank you. As a student, I would recommend all of you that are listening to start learning how to be organized and consistent. Otherwise, you'll probably fail in your course, not only in the evaluation, but also in the whole learning process. Also, uh, you'll need to be able to recognize priorities because it'll help you to actually plan your things in a good way. Don't give up. Such a great advice from you two. So, right now, we're going to have a commercial break. And after that, we'll have the social media's audience questions. Do you ensure it? Welcome you all again to the morning edition of AT Radio. So, as I said before, we're going to move on with the audience questions. First, Sakurigi Mamai asked Jose, could you define e-learning as a professional in the era? Okay, basically, e-learning is a teaching process over the internet. To summarize, it's a completely distance learning where students access to the course content activities, tasks, and tutors through the internet. Next question is from Mateus Lavius to Andres. It says, when did you start with the e-learning process? Um, it's been like four years <laughs> since I started, if I'm not wrong. He also asked, what course did you start with? For the first time, was it difficult? It was a course from Cisco named um, Introduction to Cybersecurity. And honestly, to be the first time with e-learning, it was quite smooth and it didn't go that bad. Actually, it was one of the courses that I learned a lot. From Instagram, we have a question from Paulina Tenorio to both of you. Which is better, online or face-to-face -face courses? Um, in terms of social interaction, I would say face-to-face -face because the class is way more dynamic. 
not only for the students, but also for the teacher. However, if you're taking in consideration other things like transportation, waking up early, restricted class hours, I would definitely say virtual classes. Uh, personally, I really like the online courses because it offers benefits for different types of students, uh, such as uh, it allows you to study from anywhere, it allows a balance between study and work, and uh, one of the most important aspects is the cost of education. There you go. Now we have our Brandon Teruño question to Jose. What is the profile of the people who search for this kind of e-learning methods? Okay, Brandon, the majority of the people who are looking for something related with e-learning are teenagers and young adults who don't have plenty of time to assist in face-to-face -face courses and they prefer to multitask while listening to class. From Twitter, we have Ricardo dos Santos asking Andres, how do you deal with the connection issues? Um, if I'm honest with you, I hate with all my soul when that happens, but if we are realistic, we cannot do anything about it. We can just wait until it comes back. But if you have the resources, you can upgrade your internet connection and maybe change your providers in order to have a better and smooth connection that won't interfere with your class. You guys really touched my heart. It's really motivating to the huge both of you. All right, it's time to end this podcast with these two amazing guys here. It's a pleasure to do this live podcast with such an audience. So remember, every single morning, AT Radio is with you. Have a nice day, y'all. Goodbye.